1: Glad to have you with us on this Monday morning. Craig Craigway with you. Jeff Halby back in-house tomorrow. Cameron Parker, our producer. And uh, we're going to get Cam's thoughts on uh, some high school baseball playoff things coming up. Also, at the bottom of the hour, uh, we'll have our second hour Longhorn Notebook. We'll hear from Tanner Witt. And uh, also, from uh, it, it'll kind of bridge the gap between our Flex 30 update, and our Longhorn Notebook. And who better to do that than uh, Jamal Finner, who had been coach at LBJ and is now on Sark staff, director of high school relations. So uh, we'll have that coming up as well. So we've got some other things to get to. Um, uh, we mentioned, obviously, Game 7 tonight. Stars uh, playing up in Dallas On Wednesday, Texas Stars play Game 3 against the Milwaukee Admirals at the HEB Center in Cedar Park. That series is tied at a game of peace as the series shifts over uh, to uh, Williamson County. And that'll be on uh, Wednesday night, Round Rock Express at home, uh, continuing their work uh, this week as well. And of course, Longhorn Baseball uh, and, and what a busy time it is for a lot of the Texas sports. We'll get to that in just a moment. But right now, it is time for our Flex 30 update. <laughs>
0: Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the
1: movement. Okay, um, I'm going to get to the baseball playoffs here momentarily and also the softball playoffs. But I wanted to start off with the UIL State track meet that was going on at Mike A. Meyer Stadium over the weekend. So for the texter, Texans, don't forget to mention local team. I'm, I'm getting there, okay? okay. I know Wimberley won two gold medals in girls' and boys' long jump and added a bronze medal in the boys' triple jump. Wimberley does a great job in track and field. We know that uh, every year. Uh, here's, here's some others to mention as well. How about Jarvis Anderson of Taylor? Did you see what he did, Cam, over the weekend?
2: Incredible weekend.
1: Uh, One of the brightest stars. Of course, uh, he walked away with two gold medals and a silver. After taking silver in the class for a triple jump in his final attempt on Thursday, he came back and won the 110 and the 300-meter hurdles. The hurdles time, 35.91 seconds, a new 4A record. And uh, and headed to uh, Stephen F. Austin to play football. Hearing impaired young man has not allowed any of that to deter him. Great job by Jarvis Anderson of Taylor. Also, uh, congratulations to the winner uh, or the silver medalist in the 800 meters, and that's Kepler Huntress. He entered the state meet as the number two qualifier in the 800 meter run, and he wound up number two. He also won gold last year in the 800. He's a young man headed for Michigan. And probably there's a lot of people very proud of him. Uh, you know, he's from Lhasa, uh, but none more proud of Kepler Huntress than his proud parents, Granger Huntress, the six-man football guru, mm-hmm. and our good friend, his uh, lovely wife, Tara who uh, worked with uh, Longhorn Sports Properties and Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield and, uh, for a time and for many years, in fact. But we congratulate uh, Granger and Tara and certainly congratulate Kepler Huntress. Great uh, events for him. Uh, also, Evan McGregor from Bowie also did a tremendous job as well. Bulldog Sprinter and... Uh, and had the number two time in the state heading into the state meet, finished second in the 6'8", 800-meter 8, run. A time of one minute, 52.15 seconds. Just a shade behind Keyshawn Garcia of Edinburgh North, who won it in 151.53. Kevin Sanchez of Vandegrift won two medals, the most decorated track and cross country competitors so far in school history. He's headed for Notre Dame. He finished with a silver medal in the 6A3 uh, 3200 meters and a bronze in the 1600. And how about Mackenzie Bailey of Georgetown? She she and uh, Carly Weiser of Giddings had tremendous weekends. Uh, Mackenzie, 5A state cross country champion, a successful state track and field meet. She won a gold medal in the 3200 meters and following that with a bronze medal 10 hours later, uh, she did in, uh, uh, in the event as well. So uh, also, uh, in uh, uh, there were several who got just shy of medals, but uh, in addition to that, uh, Carly Weiser from Giddings uh, won gold medal in the 4A shot put in the discus. She also won both events in her sophomore and junior years. Six state gold medals in the shot in the discus Wow, for Carly. So What a high school career for her. It, amazing. Amazing. So uh, congratulations to her as well. All right. Now, uh, on the softball, first of all, let's uh, get you caught up on uh, softball because some uh, teams were able to keep their seasons going. Uh, Bowie, Round Rock, Pflugerville, Gateway uh, College Prep, and Liberty Hill uh, didn't quite make it to the regional tournament. But Georgetown swept College Station 2-0 for one. Lano run ruled Merkel in regional quarterfinal action. Burnett beat Salado twice. Granger beat Bremon 1-0. Hyde Park advanced to the Tap State Tournament. They beat Houston Lutheran South as well. So uh, congratulations to the teams that uh, that advanced on to the uh, regional round of that. It was a tough loss for Bowie, a single-game loss uh, to uh, New Braunfels, 14-13. And Liberty Hill fell to uh, Canyon from New Braunfels, 3-2. And uh, uh, Pflugerville got knocked out by Montgomery Lake Creek. Round Rock lost to San Antonio East Central to end their season. Robinson beat Gateway Charter to uh, win that one. So, uh, congratulations, nevertheless, not only to the teams that have advanced onto the regional tournaments, but those uh, whose seasons ended. Now, to baseball, you had uh, a climactic two games against, yeah, Reagan from San Antonio. By the way, Travis Staley, who uh, got the save in the Saturday game, went to the game, uh, I guess, on Thursday night when uh, when Travis Secor was pitching. And what a game I to know. go to! Yeah, yeah, and of course you know staley is a is a reagan grad so he was gonna go there like porter brown but uh going there and and uh, you got to call two outstanding games there
2: yeah round rock and reagan game one that was but at concordia craig that went to 11 innings round rock was down they came back in the sixth inning reagan tied it up after a three-run homer some outstanding bullpen pitching from Cade weibel and cody piktrow's They go to the 11th inning craig reagan gets a run on the board thinking this is it what a awful loss to round rock no uh dragons come back they scored two runs went on a walk off and then the westlake brandeis game that same day went to 12 innings yeah then the next day westlake clinches in eight innings round rock it would hold on for a um a 5-3 victory i believe in, in game two the clinch uh, their first appearance in the regional corner finals in two years and rankin who were state runners up last year uh an incredible team last year uh, just came a little bit short, but a huge victory for the Dragons. They knocked out the number 10-ranked team in uh, in the state. And their reward, they played number three, Westlake.
1: Yeah, how about that? You know, Westlake had been number one for a time. By the way, Rockwall is the number one team in the state, yeah. 6A, and they've looked really good mm-hmm. up in Region 2, and they've taken care of their business so far. You should also know that the defending state champions are no longer in the tournament. Yeah. Southlake Carroll got knocked out by El Paso Americas. to out in Midland. So, that's a headline grabber. Keller is a headline grabber as they won up on the northern side of the state uh, in the Metroplex. And then, uh, also, trophy club Byron Nelson. They play America's Next. They were in the same district, obviously, Mm -hmm. as Carroll. So, we're now in the round three, regional quarterfinals. And one of their upset, Craig, Hebron, who was ranked fifth, they lost to Dallas Jesuit, too. That's right. So, Hebron knocked out. Jesuit college prep beats them. All right. So, now... Lake Travis advances. Yeah. So now they get San Antonio Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, so they'll be ranked seventh, I believe, in the state. Yeah. And then you got Westlake Round Rock. Uh, what's the uh, breakdown on the uh, game one, game two, game three, if necessary, uh, sites for those, site states, times?
2: So game one and game two will be 730. Game one will be at Round Rock Thursday night. Game two will be at Westlake and game three, if necessary the time is tbd correct but it will be at concordia university where i believe is where Rouse and cedar park are playing their first game also at concordia yeah. great great ballpark at tornado field but yeah game one will be round rock game two at Westlake. so uh, if you're looking to check it out they'll also be broadcasted on the nfhs network as well
1: okay and, and we'll give you more details on sites and i'm on all of the area teams but cam just brought it up in 5a how about rouse and cedar yeah. park the same district, uh, yeah, in the same district, the regional quarterfinals. So, uh, so they will meet in the um, in the uh, 5A uh, playoffs in uh, Region Three. In that, also, lest we forget, Georgetown, mm-hmm. very much alive and well, and uh, and the Eagles uh, are going to be taking on Montgomery Lake Creek, who knocked out McCallum.
2: Uh, A a good region for Georgetown to be in. I think they got a real good shot, Craig, of going all the way back to the the region finals in in the 5A part.
1: Absolutely. All right, so there it is. There's your uh, baseball and softball and track and field update, our Flex 30 update. And we'll have more on these as the week progresses. Also this week, uh, we're working out the date and time. I visited with him briefly last night. Westlake Chaparral's head football coach, Tony Salazar, is going to join us this week. They have their spring game on Thursday night. So the end of their spring practice. So uh, we'll visit with him before the week is out as well. All right, speaking of high school football, uh, coming up next, uh, we'll kind of transition from high school ball into our Longhorn Notebook, and we've got the perfect bridge for that when we continue with Light the Tower on the Horn, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com.
0: Light the Tower with Craig Webb. And jump out. Southern Knights.
3: Have you ever felt a Southern Knight?
2: Free as a breeze, not to mention the trees. Whistling tunes that you know
1: and love so southern nights, This is like the Tower on the Horn. Glad to have you with us. Here on this Monday morning. Hey, uh, before we shift into our Longhorn notebook, and like I said, we've got the bridge for that, uh, I, I also want to mention a couple of others who excelled at the UIL State track meet. I was going through it so quickly that I that I've left out a couple of names, and I can't do that. So, Ashton Torrance from uh, Westlake, uh, uh, great job. In the long jump, taking gold in the long jump and silver in the 100, so congratulations to Ashton. Jack McDaniel from Georgetown got silver in the 400 meters, so I don't want to uh, forget that as well. And um, so just a just a tremendous uh, weekend all the way around for for uh, those uh, outstanding athletes. So
2: and uh, Craig Taylor Ducks baseball also one. I know yeah. I'm expecting a text to come in from the Specs text line, but Taylor also advancing to the regional quarterfinals in
1: baseball as well as an outstanding week at the UIL track. And okay, field. here's something Here's something folks should know. With good reason, there's going to be a great deal of excitement and fan interest around Westlake Round Rock. Safe to say uh, the ball game's Will be sellouts, right? I mean, there's gonna be it's gonna be packed, especially right? at West Lakes Baseball yeah, Field. Yeah, like Can yeah, yeah. hold a, a lot right. of people. So you're gonna have that. I would say that Rouse and Cedar Park also have big crowds, right? Uh, if if you really jonesing for some high school playoff baseball, and you're worried about even being <clears throat> excuse me able to get a ticket for some of those, might I select? Uh, might I suggest Taylor Salado? Yeah. Thursday night, or Thursday game one, uh, at Eastview, they're playing that. And uh, games two and three, Friday, would be at Eastview. Great ballpark, too. Yeah. So there you go. It's right over there at Eastview, Taylor and Salado. Uh, Thursday game one, uh, games two, and uh, I guess three, if if necessary, Friday at Eastview as well. So there you go. All right. Uh, Wanted to get to that. Now, before we get to our Longer Notebook, because this kind of... Um. It, it, well, it, it kind of bridges it, really. Last night, uh, having the opportunity to uh, MC the uh, National Football Foundation uh, Scholar-Athlete Banquet, uh, it's a great event every year. You have some really recognizable names. We mentioned Braid Buchanan the other day uh, representing Vandegrift. Uh, you had uh, uh, just some uh, tremendous guys. Uh, Jack Cole from Bowie, uh, you know, great guys all the way around. Tyler Quo from Regents. Uh, By the way, dude got a 1590 on his SAT. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he's headed for Stanford. Uh, You know, those types of guys we celebrate. But we celebrate all of them and also celebrating uh, a guy uh, like Jamal Fenner. Did such a great job at LBJ. And, uh, and uh, the director of High school Relations, Texas, so I had the opportunity to catch up with Jamal afterwards and just talk over about him bridging that and bridging his personal gap now moving on into the collegiate ranks. Even though you're not an active high school football coach anymore, you're certainly attached to the game as well. So uh, how cool is it to be back here again? You've had student-athletes come through here, win scholarships before uh, to get a chance to see these young men get honored.
4: Yeah, it's definitely a great opportunity to get back and to see, you know, student-athletes recognized for their hard work and accomplishments in the classroom and also on the playing field. But yeah, it's just definitely an honor to be here. Now, you
1: have a a really neat, cool job, but does it make you miss it a little bit here when you see these guys come through because thinking of your time as a coach Uh,
4: definitely uh, miss it you know because uh, those high school athletes you know and coaches that relationship is very special and so when you transition to the next level you know it's an adjustment but uh, definitely uh, felt great being around high school athletes all right let me ask you about the transition how's it going how how you liking the new gig it's going well I'm loving it you know just having an opportunity to be able to connect with other high school coaches but then also with the collegiate coaches and get adjusted to that as well.
1: And you and I were talking about how it moves from one event to another event, to spring ball, to after
4: that, to conditioning,
1: all that stuff. It's it's a never-ending cycle, isn't it?
4: Absolutely. You know, it's constant. You know, whether you're in spring ball, transitioning to recruiting, and then also, you know, just being able to uh, be at that next level.
1: Yeah. Uh, good to catch up with him a little bit and, and talk about that as well. So, uh, tremendous uh, tremendous uh, the evening for all of those. By the way, uh, I, you know I'd mentioned that uh, Evan McGregor had uh, captured silver in the 800. Uh, he had broken the AISD record that Kepler Huntress had had off and on since his sophomore year, and had it lowered Friday night. They both are going to try and lower it at the meet of champions this coming weekend at Texas State. So that's really cool. Another. So we wish them all all the best. As well. All right. So uh, that was the high school and the transition into the uh, collegiate realm uh, for Texas. We mentioned the Longhorns took two or three from San Jose State, and now they get back to conference play this week. The other notable thing about last weekend was Tanner Witt going back to the mound for Texas, pitching the three innings. He had two, one, two, three innings, had the one inning where he gave up a hit and a walk and that uh, three run homer, uh, but did it all in 40 pitches designated start, qualified for the win. He got the win. Afterwards, he visited with our Ty Harrington down on the field to discuss how it went and how he felt.
5: While you get back out on the mound, third start of the year, this time a little bit more extended, tell us how it felt to go three innings as opposed to just a one inning and how comfortable you looked. I know you look comfortable. How comfortable did you feel out there today?
3: Right. You know, it's always good to get out of that first inning. You know, that had been a struggle of mine the past two outings. Um, so it's good to get out of the first one um it was a step in the right direction you know I I made a couple pitches that I'd like to get back and they ended up hurting me but you know it was a step in the right direction made good adjustments um and a lot better misses
5: which uh which that's what we've been focusing on you know really and truly they only landed on one ball the ball they hit the right field to win maybe push it a little bit it's that because I was you know Dylan Campbell was tracking it hard to get out there but your changeup came into play. Your off-speed came into play. You landed several changeups and breakers today. Starting to get a little bit better feel for your off-speed?
3: Absolutely. You know, I think that that's the whole thing with this process is just getting comfortable again. Um, it's been so long since I've been on the mound competing. Um, so to get back on the mound, be able to compete, um, land off-speeds, I mean, that's just going to make my fastball play even better. Um, it all starts with my fastball, but being able to land off-speeds, you know, it makes them makes them have to uh, has to honor every, a little bit of everything in my repertoire. So that was that was big
5: for me we all know because we've seen you picture before and i've known you for a long time you're a really really an ultra competitive kind of guy how fulfilling is it right now after 13 months of waiting and working and doing all those little weights and doing all that everything rehab which is so diligent and lonely at times how good does it feel to be back out
3: there i mean it gives me goosebumps talking about it you know it's it's people don't realize 13 months without baseball you know, I mean, that's my love and passion. That's what I love to do. So to be able to get back out there, compete, that's what I love to do. Um, I mean, even win, or lo- win or lose, be able to be healthy, be out there, compete. I mean, that's what I love to do. So just to be able to do that, it's it's a win in itself.
5: Congratulations on a weekend. Good luck moving forward. Nothing better than having those spikes on their dirt, in it? Absolutely. Thank you very much. You know, um,
1: Longhorn fans, there's no question about it. Want uh, Texas to have a big week good weekend against West Virginia, you know, even, you know, in, in, I won't say wildest dreams, but most long-range dream, try to get, see if you can get a sweep, get a piece of the Big 12 championship, all that sort of thing, Uh, you know, uh, move up in the the pecking order for a higher seed for next week's Big 12 Conference tournament. The tournament begins a week from Wednesday. begins in nine days at Globe Life Field in Arlington. And, I know Longhorn fans definitely want all of that, and I as a broadcaster certainly would like to see all of those things happen as well. Having said that, the uh, it makes you feel good to see a guy like that, uh, Tanner Witt, such a competitor, such an engaging young man, fun guy, as popular a teammate as any of those Longhorns have. I mean, he's there, uh, and, and – and, You know, this is a little side note off of it. I don't know if anybody noticed this because it was such a blowout on Friday night in that 24-3 game. He had two really cool moments in that. Uh, One, Tanner Carlson hit a grand slam. It was one of two grand slams hit in the game. Eric Kennedy had the other. Uh, EK also had a three-run homer in the game. He had eight RBIs it was the most RBIs by one longhorn in the game since Ron Gardenhire in 1978 yeah wow. the twins manager for years and now was uh, managing uh, uh indie league baseball yeah ron garden yeah all right so you had that uh it, it, you had that uh, and i mentioned tanner carlson getting a grand slam also cam constantine who'd had all of two hits in his Longhorn career, and a great teammate, a backup first baseman, but a utility guy, just a guy his teammates love, comes up and hits a home run. So, yeah, even in a 24-3 to game, there are some moments that, that make you smile and that sort of thing, and and he hit one. That was one of them. And then you have a moment like that. It, it, Cam is one of those real popular teammates, and Tanner is one of those real popular teammates. And has worked so hard to get back, uh, to get healthy again. And all the proper precautions are being taken uh, by uh, the Texas training and medical staff and David Pierce and Woody Williams and, and, and Tanner and, and his folks, his team, if you will, that sort of thing. They're all approaching this cautiously, uh, methodically, incrementally, but all are hoping that he can indeed become a big factor for Texas getting to the postseason. The clock's ticking, and we're getting close to what's going to happen you know, coming up in the postseason. The Longhorns have uh, this week with uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday games against West Virginia, and a really good West Virginia team. And, and then you have the Big 12 tournament, and then the regionals, and whether they're at home or on the road, and right now the odds appear that they will be on the road. But whatever it might be, uh, if they can have Tanner Whip back in the fold, I think it makes a big difference there. Um, I mentioned this earlier in the program, and and we'll uh, we'll do some more on this tomorrow and Wednesday, and even into Thursday. It's almost like the the, the reaction that I get from Longhorn fans and and folks around the, even around the Big 12, is in looking at West Virginia, it's almost like that line, if you ever saw the movie Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Camp with Paul Newman and Robert Redford, and they're going away and they're trying to get away and they're trying to get away as bandits and they're being chased and these guys just keep chasing them and they see them off in the distance still following their trail. And the line is, who are those guys? That's the line. who are, And that was kind of the reaction that a lot of folks had, had about West Virginia because West Virginia opens its season every year on the road. They have to. The weather is too inclement in February in West Virginia. So they play in places like Myrtle Beach and Florida and even out in Arizona, that sort of thing. They, they open on the road. And I think that probably toughens them a little bit. Uh, and then – When they've gotten the type of pitching they've gotten with a couple of really good starters and a couple of really good bullpen arms, they're tough to beat. And then if you haven't heard of J.J. Weatherholt, if you haven't heard about what this guy has done this year, you need to check him out. Um, When he's batting virtually almost 100 points ahead of everybody else in the league, and I think coming out of yesterday... J.J. Weatherholt, the second baseman for the Mountaineers, is batting 466. And you say, okay, he's a slab hitter. He's got 15 home runs. Video game numbers. Yeah, 15 home runs. Uh, okay, well, what does he do on the base pass? He's stolen 35 bases. Yeah, he's going to win Jeez. Big 12 Conference Player of the Year. He's going to be up for National Player of the Year. So that's a guy worth coming to the ballpark to see this week is J.J. Weatherholt. But this whole West Virginia team is really good. Carlson Reed out of the bullpen. Blaine Traxel is a starter. Ben Hampton is a starter. This is a ball club that I think is a lock to be a regional host. And they still have a shot. Now, they're pushing from the outside. But they have a shot at even being a top eight. They'd have to... Maybe have a big weekend this weekend, win the Big 12 outright, maybe even win the Big 12 tournament. I don't know. Depends on what else is going on, too. Because if you've looked around college baseball, there's a lot of other strange things happening. It was really unfortunate to see Texas State get swept by Louisiana over the weekend because that yeah. might have killed off an at-large spot for them. They may have to go and win the Sun Belt Tournament in Montgomery to get into a regional now as a result. They they play in Fort Worth against T.C. tomorrow night, and then they're back home against uh, a not good Louisiana Monroe team, so it's probably not going to be enough to help them. They're going to have to have a probably a big run in Montgomery, maybe uh, perhaps win the tournament in order to get into a region. We'll see, but there's stuff happening all around the country, some unusual things that have happened in SEC play this year and, uh, and in other spots in the ACC and the Pac-12 uh, as well. All right, we'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower on the Horn. We're done for today's program. Thanks to everybody who uh, also weighed in with uh, their thoughts, their questions, their opinions. We always enjoy having that. We're going to enjoy having uh, Jeff Howe back with us tomorrow. So he'll be with us tomorrow. We'll look forward to that. We'll continue to keep track of everything, uh, not only on the high school athletic front, but obviously what's going on with Texas. And, uh, hey, We'll be talking about Game 7, cracking Stars, tomorrow, how it all wound up. We'll do that. Thanks to our producer, our man behind the glass, Cam Parker. By the way, got lots of love on the text line today. Folks, we're tuning in to hear your dulcet tones on that Round Rock series. So I'm sure they'll be doing more of that as well. We invite you to stay tuned. Coming up next is Chad and Zay. I'm Craig Wade. Thanks for joining us. We'll visit with you tomorrow on Light the Tower.